Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to today's episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have Jackie Ellis from Jackie Ellis Marketing, LLC, and she is going to talk to us about how to make sure that you are getting the biggest bang for your buck with Facebook ads. So welcome, Jackie. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. excited to talk about this. Well, I'm excited to have, you are officially my first other like fellow Washington stater. Um, so I'm a little excited about that. Um, you're the first, uh, podcast guest that we've had on that lives in Washington state. So yay. Yay. Um, do you have rain boots on and a coffee in your hand? Yeah, I do have coffee. Well, I have chai, uh, but I, I actually have slippers. So if that counts as rain boots, okay. like, yeah, in that's indoor or... rain boots. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's exactly. what I'm wearing too. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> it's like the uniform for working at home in Washington state. Yep. Um, but so welcome and tell us about your business and how you got started working from home and, you know, just everything about you and Jackie Ellis uh, marketing. Well, my story is kind of interesting because I run a marketing agency and I had zero experience in marketing just a few years ago. So my story starts when I was running a brick and mortar business here in my town. It was a local tennis and health club. And um, I had been in the fitness industry for like 18 years. And so I was always on the fitness side of things. And I think there comes a point where you can only do so much fitness anymore, (laughs) you know? And so I moved into management. And what I learned about running a business was, A, it was really, really stressful, like running a brick and mortar, Um, trying to always get like the turn rate is really high in fitness, right? Um, People are in and out of the door so quickly and we're always having to generate leads to get people in. Well, it's pretty hard for a local business to like get foot traffic in the door constantly for memberships and that sort of thing. And um, for a variety of reasons, it was very stressful to me. And, you know, I have a family, I have two kids at home and I was finding that all my energy was going into my day job and all my brain power was going to my day job. And when I came home at the end of the day, I was exhausted. Like I was too tired to even have time or energy for my family. And the unfortunate thing is that when you have two teenagers, like your day just kind of begins when you get home, right? Because now we've got four or more hours of practice to run around to. So what ended up happening was I was a stressed out mess and exhausted all the time. And I, 34 years old, I had a heart attack. Oh my goodness. And yeah, I, I don't recommend getting stressed out to that point. Yeah. I would just <laughs> so <laughs> recommend that as well. <laughs> so, but I think sometimes we don't realize like the effects that it has on us mentally and physically until you get to that point, mm-hmm. you know? And when something like that happens, I think obviously you reevaluate your life. Like, what am I doing? that got me here. And what can I do to change this? Cause this is not the way that I want to live. But I didn't realize that until then. I thought that everybody was just a stressed out hot mess. Right. Mm-hmm. So I started to think about, you know, if I could live my ideal like day or week or life, whatever, what would that look like? And I figured out very quickly that it had to revolve around my family. Right. Like I had been saying that family was priority, but work was actually coming first. Mm -hmm. So a lot of reflection, a lot of journaling, 
um, a lot of looking inward kind of led me on this path to start my own business. And how I moved from running a local business to running online marketing agency was I realized that marketing was actually what I was really passionate about in running a local business, right? I had to learn about marketing. Mm -hmm. I was stressed out about getting leads in the door, but once I started to figure out how to do that in a more automated way, in an easier way, I took what I knew and, and started my own thing. And Facebook ads and online marketing was a huge piece of that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's interesting that you kind of uh, found that from being in a brick and mortar. So it's usually kind of the opposite. It's not something that happens in that way. You know, I love that. Very cool. Yeah. It was an unusual experience, but it led me to where I am now. And yes, my agency runs Facebook ads, Instagram ads. We do online marketing and email marketing, that sort of thing. But I think the bigger thing for me is that I know what it's like to be in that position where there's so much stress of trying to figure out where is your next customer going to come from? Where's your next client going to come from? And that's something that I really want to take off the plate of people who are trying to figure that marketing out for themselves. That's, it's a hard thing to learn. Yeah, it is. And, and when you're in that position where you're running the brick and mortar, you have to worry about, do we have enough toilet paper? Do we have, do we have enough people on staff? Like, do we have enough money to cover payroll? Like there's just so many things that are other things that you need to worry about and adding that marketing piece and trying to learn that as a business owner is like impossible to do on top of all of those other things. So hiring out is definitely the way to go. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Lots of lessons learned there. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you like, did your kids kind of like, like that transition from you going to like completely stressed out to doing your own thing or like your family? Oh my gosh. So by nature, I think I'm just a, a stressed person. Like I always take on a lot. And, you know, so when I made that decision, that very conscious decision to, um, be less stressed, We actually, it was right before we went on vacation to my parents' house. My parents live on a lake and the kids get to, you know, water ski and, you know, do all this stuff. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to spend two weeks there and I'm just going to relax. And that was something that was totally new to me. I mean, I've never just gone on vacation and relaxed. It's always about like how much you can see and experience and do. And, you know, like I said, it's just not in my nature to just like put my feet up. So, but that's what I did. And it was the one year anniversary of my heart attack. So we like celebrated that. And, um, I, my kids were like, Whoa, what is happening? Like, it's the first time that they actually saw mom just like do nothing. Right. And then I was like, okay, this is definitely like, I enjoyed it. I remember that. I'll remember that vacation forever. And that's actually, so it was like a year later that I decided to leave my job. Um, I stayed around a couple more months after that summer. And then in December, I just said, when my kids are out for school, out of school for Christmas break, I want to be home with them. That's it. And that's when I left. And I think, you know, I made little promises here and there to my kids. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be more fun than dad. Like that was a huge thing to me. I know that sounds really silly, but I'm always the one that's, you know, I think as moms, we're always the one that's like, we have to be on schedule. We have to have meals. We have to do this, do that. And, you know, dad's all at least in our house, dad's, you know, the one that's like, let's go zip lining. Let's go do this. I was like, Oh, I'm going to be more fun than dad. And my kids were like, Whoa. So yeah, being around more, not being tired, 
um, having more energy to have fun and do stuff with my kids. I think that was huge. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I love that story. Well, I love the fact that you've changed your life through that story, I should say, and eliminated some of your stress. Probably not all of it because being a mother, you're still in a business. You still have to have a healthy amount of stress in there. Um, but yeah. hopefully it's not enough to make that heart attack reoccurrence or anything like that. So that's awesome. That's so cool. tell us about how we can, when we're running Facebook ads, how can we really make sure that we're getting the most out of our dollars? Yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of people ask about what can I do to run a, a Facebook ad and get better results? Or what can I do to get my cost per lead down? And the, I think the most important thing that's overlooked a lot of times with Facebook ads is it's not necessarily that there's like a magic switch inside Facebook that you're missing, right? Right. Um, and it's not necessarily the cost per lead either. We all know that advertising costs are going up and that sort of thing. Um, while lower cost per lead might be great, it might not be the thing that you need to get better results. So I, I encourage people to step back and think about their ads in terms of, I'm spending money on this to generate a lead. And then what? how am I going to recoup that ad spend? Or what am I going to offer them down the road? Right. So for example, let's just say that you have a freebie, a lead magnet that's like maybe it's a PDF checklist or something that people want for whatever, for whatever reason. It's just a PDF. There's nothing for them to buy. Okay. Yeah. That's usually where people stop. They're like, oh, I have to grow my list. So they pay to get people on their list and then they sit there on the list collecting dust. Yeah. Right. And that's just leaving money on the table. Like when someone opts in for your freebie, they've raised their hand and said, I'm interested in what you're talking about here. I want to know more. And then you don't give them any more. Mm -hmm. So I think that the biggest thing, the biggest mistake that we make is not following up with them with email marketing. Yeah. And um, so that's one thing that we have started to do a lot more with our clients um, is generate a sequence that moves people towards the next action that you want them to take. And this is the, the response that I get from clients or, or people asking about this all the time is, well, I'm not good at it, or I don't know how to do it, or it seems so complicated. And it's really no more complicated than setting up an ad. And if that seems complicated, then it's really no more complicated than just having a conversation, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's just thinking about the steps that someone would need to know in order to eventually make a small purchase with you. It doesn't have to be a big purchase even. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's awesome. I am... I was guilty of that until recently. <laughs> so <laughs> We're all guilty I of will, it. Um, the marketer will tell you that uh, I was definitely guilty of that in my own business. And then I realized like, I want to be focusing on Google My Business Management. So I created a pretty long email sequence. I think it's like 14 emails. And it's more educational than anything. So it's literally like showing them like the inside of like someone's insights and um, going over the details and crunching numbers and things like that, that are really going to be kind of more interesting for someone who's learning about Google My Business. So I felt that pain recently <laughs> and I kind of tore off the bandaid and I made myself, I actually did it like while I was watching TV with my kids, I just sat there and like I used a pen and paper and I wrote down all the emails, you know? Perfect. Yeah. So yeah. I completely agree with you. Like if you're going to be spending that money, you've got to be able to follow up with them, right? 
Yeah. And it's something that seems like such a big task, but like you said, you were just like scribbling as you know, you're sitting there with your kids or whatever. Um, it doesn't have to be, I mean, you can do one at a time, right? You could write the first email and then come back and write the second. And, but it's like a, an insurance policy, right? It's something that you don't want to have to think about and worry about, but once it's in place, it feels so good. You can, you can sit back and know that every lead that's coming in is now going to walk through pretty much a little conversation with you automatically. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even matter if you, I mean, eventually you want to lead them to another action to take or lead them to an offer. Cause we're talking about not leaving money on the table, but even the education that you're talking about, like that's furthering a relationship with them. That's positioning you as an expert, giving them value. And I'll tell you what, when someone receives value from someone else, you remember that person and you remember that they gave you something. And that's way better than just what, what's the saying? Like people won't remember what you said or did, but they'll remember the way that you made them feel. Oh yeah. Right. That's a good one. And when you give value to someone that makes them feel a certain way and they'll remember that. Yeah. That's a really, really good one. And I think in marketing, um, we definitely miss that a little bit sometimes because we're focused on like the message and, and what they're going to, what it's going to make them think, you Mm -hmm. know, like, is it going to make them think that they need to order this or buy this or whatever, but, Mm -hmm. um, creating that feeling, I think, yeah, you hit, you hit a big, uh, golden nugget there (laughs) with with that. I'll tell you as far as like trends in marketing and social media and that sort of thing, I really think that people are going to see the need to start going in that direction of how you're making people feel and how you're connecting with people because it's, it could be the only thing that makes you stand out among your competition, right? If everyone else is saying, get the top 10, da, 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 or, you know, this flashy thing or this flashy thing. And yours is more of a heartfelt or connection or conversation, mm-hmm. that's what separates you from the rest of the pack, you know? People are going to feel like they know you. Exactly. And it's like that, it also comes into play like the no like, and trust factor, right? Like mm-hmm. someone feels like they know you, then that makes them like you. And then, then therefore, you know, in your subsequent messages, they'll trust you more. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's awesome. So do you have any... Um, kind of actionable tips that we can use to, okay, so I've set up a Facebook ad for lead gen, right? I've set up a lead gen Facebook ad. What do I need to do next? Do you have any particular software that you recommend? Let's say someone doesn't have anything in place. What do you recommend? I recommend ConvertKit to people for two reasons. One is because they have landing page capabilities and email connected all in one right? So you don't anymore, when you're getting started, you don't have to get some fancy software or anything um, for your landing page. And two, they actually just came out with a free version. So you can get started with ConvertKit and not, not have to make a big investment. I think their lowest plan is about $29 for a thousand people on your list or something, but it just has advanced capabilities, right? You can set up an entire sequence without having to pay for anything mm-hmm. in ConvertKit. So that's what I would re- recommend um, the software starting with. In terms of actually setting up a sequence, what we do for our clients is a five email sequence. And we keep the focus or the theme for those five emails very similar for no matter who 
we are marketing for, right? So your first email is always your confirmation email. So it's con confirming that they have just now signed up for the thing that's going to help them with whatever problem you were you were trying to solve for them, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a sliver of that because you're not you're going to sell them something else eventually down the line. So the sequence right. will lead them to a sale. Um, so that's your confirmation email and that goes out right away. Then the next email, we'll, we'll just call it email number two, is about um, giving them additional value. So sometimes we'll do this and link back to a social media post, for example. That way we can put a screenshot. Like let's say that there's a really awesome Instagram post that you did that had a lot of engagement and it's along the lines of your freebie, mm -hmm. right? So we'll put a screenshot in there. We'll link to the Instagram profile so that they can follow if they want. And we'll talk about how that relates to what we just shared with you. So it's a, a little bit more value, a little bit more get to know us, right? So that's email two. Okay. Email three is a little bit more education. So now we're starting to pivot towards the thing that we want them to start considering buying. So it's taking whatever your freebie was on a little bit deeper of a level and kind of educating them, letting them know what they might need to learn, but that's also bringing awareness to what they don't know, right? right. On a deeper level. And then, so that's email three. And then four and five are just a combination of introducing the offer, what it is, um, how it's going to help them. And then number five is kind of that, here's your chance to get it at a, at a special rate. And then that sequence ends and we usually just kind of roll people into a, a newsletter sequence, like a weekly newsletter. Okay. Very cool. I love that, um, that formula. And I think um, it's really a great way, just a really good starter way. Um, if someone's <laughs> intimidated by, you know, setting up emails and, and writing them, like just that little formula right there, I think is amazing. And I think it'll help a lot of people to get started. So yes. Yeah. It can be very simple. Yeah. A quick question for you on the confirmation email. Do you prefer to do the double opt-in? <laughs> this is always <laughs> like, like the a, debate. It is. <laughs> um, so you knew that it was coming by the way. Um, <laughs> when I said on the confirmation email, um, but I'm wondering like, what is your preference? Do you like the double opt-in? Do you hate it? Um, I think there's either, you, you can either like it or hate it. So I don't know that there's another option. So this is funny because I was just in a debate um, about this yesterday in a Facebook group mm -hmm. and it was all copywriters that are talking about this. What do they do with their opt-in? So personally, I don't do a double opt-in, mm -hmm. um, but, and it was split about 50, 50, which is probably not helpful mm -hmm. to the, to answering this question, not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but I don't like it either. So yeah, I, I don't. So the reason that most of the people said that they like it is because they feel like they get better qualified people on their list. So you're gonna, so in case anyone doesn't know what this means, it's like someone opts in for your freebie and then they have to go check their email and hit confirm on an email first before you actually get added to the list. Okay. The thing is I'm a busy woman. I'm, I'm a mom. I got, you know, a dog running around, you know, we just got stuff. I don't always get around to confirming that email. That doesn't right. mean that I'm not interested in the thing. So that's my take on it. And um, eventually people fall off my list if they're not, like I scrub my list and people will fall off if they're not interested in what I'm talking about anyway. So I'm not yeah. worried about the quality really. So that's my take. 
Yeah. Okay. That's, Mm -hmm. I have the same take. So I just wondered um, what yours was. And I, I really don't like double opt-in. Like when I get them, I'm like, why do you make me do this? It's like an extra step. I already said I want the thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, and that's a good point. It's like, I already contemplated it and I put in my name and my email and I want that instantly. I want it now. Send it to me. (laughs) Exactly. Yep. I agree. Okay. Yay. Um, okay. So I'm on your team for that. <laughs> okay, good. I'm on no double opt-in team. <laughs> tell us the, the no double O's or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that's the team that I'm on as well. So. Okay. Awesome. It's a good team. Yeah. So do you have anything else that you'd like to share about email um, sequences, Facebook ads, um, and that combination? You know, I think that both e- email sequences and Facebook ads just scare people. They sound complicated and it's something that you could keep putting off or pushing to the back burner um, because it's just, it just seems like too much work. Right. But the reality is, I mean, even as an agency, it's something that we do and then we just keep an eye on it and watch and change the things that aren't working. Right. So really, I guess what I'm saying is you have to start somewhere. It can be very simple you can start very easy and just, you know, if people aren't opening your emails, then maybe change the subject line and see if you get better open rates. Or if people aren't opting into your ad, then maybe change how you're approaching, you know, talking about your freebie. It's just testing and, and just start easy and just watch and see what happens because that's giving you valuable information about how people are responding to your content, right? If they're not opening your email, maybe it's not the thing that they wanted. So what can you do about that? And so, you know, instead of just shutting things down or stopping doing it, just look into that information and see how you can, how you can update things or optimize things accordingly. Okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Um, I love it. And I highly agree with everything. So (laughs) Um, (laughs) one last question for you before we go, what is your favorite thing about um, working from home? Oh, definitely living in pajamas. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> you don't appear to be wearing pajamas right now. So just so you all know. You can only see me from like the chest up. So. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> She's got her warm and cozies on. Uh, just can't see it. I have a blanket on my lap. Oh, I do in too. my hand. I'm always cold working from home. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, like your own, my own schedule pajamas and an endless pot of coffee. Those are by far okay. my favorite things. Convenience. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, where can our audience find you online? Where's the best place? Like if you had to name like one place or two places, where do you want people to reach out and connect with you? Probably my website there are some freebies linked right at the top of my website that you can get about Facebook ads and, and marketing. And that website is Jackie-Ellis.com. Perfect. And I'll have all of her links of how you can get in touch with her in the show notes. So don't worry about um, writing that down. I will have a link for you. Thank you so much, Jackie, for joining us. And thank you for Um, sharing your knowledge of email marketing and Facebook ads. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, definitely. This episode of the Determined Mom Show is brought to you by the Business Mom Summit. If you're struggling with anything in your business, in your mindset, in your marketing, 
with your self-care, or even with your social media, this is the summit for you. Featuring more than 30 speakers that are experts in their industry to help you up-level your life, your business, your social, your marketing, you get the picture, all for free. You can attend the Business Bomb Summit for free, and it is a virtual summit, so you don't have to fork out any cash for travel expenses or hotels or babysitters or any of those things. You can attend from the comfort of your own home. The Business Mom Summit will take place from April 20th through April 24th, and you can register at businessmomsummit.com, and you can also take a little sneak peek of preview interviews of our topics and our speakers on businessmomsummit.com. Can't wait to see you there.